Welcome to CDR Quick Take with CarbonX. I'm Eli Harrell, host of the Products with Purpose podcast and an impact entrepreneur myself. Part of my personal purpose is to support changemakers and entrepreneurs who are working to steer the future in a better direction, which is why I'm excited to be partnering with CarbonX to bring you this report series. We intend to provide you more visibility and transparency into what's happening right now in CDR and carbon markets and to provide valuable insights to foster broader market adoption of carbon removal technologies. These episodes, which there will be two per month, will provide key data around pricing, market trends, and developments, ensuring you have access to the most up-to-date information. If you are responsible for making the best decisions possible with your ESG budget, this show and report are for you. And if you know someone else who's responsible for the same, please take a minute to share this with them as you can never really measure the impact such a small but meaningful action can make. And in order to make sure that you keep up to date with the information we're going to be providing for you every two weeks, we do recommend that you turn on the notifications for the show. And of course, rating and reviewing would help us to reach more people who need to know about this. Thanks for being here. And let's jump in to this week's report. Welcome to episode two of CDR Quick Take with CarbonX. I'm your host, Eli. And with me today is Sebastian Duvaha. He's the co-founder of CarbonX. Today, we're going to give you a sneak peek behind the curtain of the carbon removal industry. And in this episode, we're going to talk about pricing in the CDR market. The aim is to give an overview of the pricing data that we're seeing in the ecosystem and shed some light on what is driving pricing variations. Sebastian, can you start us out by talking about how we should think about prices in the CDR market? Hi, Eli. It's great to be here. And, and absolutely. So just to give a broad overview of prices in the CDR market, I think this is generally a topic that's of interest for a lot of people, but also a very complex one to approach, mainly because the CDR market is very early and most of the transactions that are being done at the moment are in the futures. So when we approach you know, prices in CDR, it's very difficult to you know, put specific numbers on them. We generally approach them at CarbonX while looking at you know, ranges. And I think here, I'm just going to quickly share a few data that we have at CarbonX and that we've done by specific removal pathways. And so here you will see that, so for example, we always look at prices depending on the removal methods that is being used. And here we can recover four main removal pathways, direct air capture, enhanced weathering, biomass carbon removal, and then ocean carbon removal. And within those individual, you know, pathways, you can see that the price range are, are okay. very wide. And I'm happy to, you know, to deep dive after in, in some of the specifics. Okay, this is helpful. And we'll make sure that for anybody listening in podcast where you can't see the screen, we'll give you a link to where you can just see this, this graphic. All right, so the next question that I want to ask is CDR can be considered expensive compared to traditional offsets. Is that true? And what are different prices that you're seeing? Yes. So that's also exactly a common point in the industry. The difficulty as well with that question is with CDR, we're encompassing a wide range of methods. And so that is true for a certain number of methods, but for others, and especially within the biomass CDR with biochar, we're already seeing prices that are you know very affordable in the lower hundreds. And by affordable, I mean, in terms of what should represent the true cost of carbon. And so, yeah, it depends on what projects and, and pathways we're considering. But the main point here is we're already seeing, you know, price points in the lower hundreds. Okay, great. And for the CDR technologies that are still expensive, what is your expectation for price decline potential? 
Yeah, so that's also a question that we probably have to look at on for each individual removal pathways. You know, if we look at, I think the main goal for all of those removal pathways is to reach that $100 per ton price point. And whether we can achieve it or not will, you know, depend especially on the timelines that we're looking at. So for example, direct air capture, I think most prediction indicate that we might be able to achieve that in the late 30s. I think for others like enhanced weathering, the potential is much quicker. And that's generally a function of, you know, the how long it takes to scale those methods to a certain volumes. It's, it's usually much easier to get to cheaper price once we can scale to larger volumes. Got it. It's interesting to learn about this, you know, evolving, not only evolving technologies, but an entire evolving market. So when we talk about prices in the CDR market, like what, what does this actually mean? Yeah, exactly. That's a very good question. And for this, I'm also, I'm going to share an additional set of data that I have here, because indeed some people will read in the news, for example, direct air capture costs $600 per ton. And, and what does that actually mean? And generally that refers to the cost of capture and of removal of the CO2 that is really being done by, by the projects. And so here we have a breakdown that really depends again on which projects we're considering, which removal pathways, but we break down here the typical costs of what it means. And I think generally what we're seeing is the capital expenditures of those projects will generally be 20 to 40% of that cost. The operating expenditure generally 30 to 50%, again, depending on the pathways. And then the rest will be, you know, between the, you know, actually verifying that this is done properly and adding a margin from the suppliers as well. That's highly dependent again on the projects and on the removal pathways. So yeah, generally it refers to cost of capture removal plus a margin mm -hmm. from, from the suppliers. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what would you say are some of the things that are driving such large price differences in, in the market, even within one, you know, individual removal pathway? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're seeing that, you know, between those different removal pathways, the gap is very wide. But as you mentioned, even within one specific removal pathways, you can see huge gaps and it can be very confusing for, I think, people that are entering the market or looking at this, you know, in the first time, because most of the time we're not comparing really apples to apples. And I think yeah. here, some of the key drivers that we've highlighted here is, of course, as I was just saying, the removal pathways, if you're doing direct air capture or, you know, biochar. We are here on complete different dynamics, so you should expect very, very different prices. But the next one is, I think, what drives most of the difference within one of the same removal pathways, and it's mainly due with projects maturity and scale. So if we're taking, for example, direct air capture, you have projects that have been doing this since already five to 10 years. You have projects that are starting, you know, on in the last couple of years. And so depending on the maturity and how much scale they can have, you will see a really wide variety of prices. The location where they do it also can be a major factor. I think especially projects that are doing it in global south, especially with the biomass can typically achieve more interesting prices. And lastly, I think technological efficiency, and that's mainly for the more technological pathways like DAC or some of the ocean one that can also have a pretty big impact on, on prices. Okay. That gives a lot more, a lot more data into why that, why there would be such price differences. Thank you. So if I'm just, I don't know, hypothetical. So DAC means direct air capture, right? So yes. if I'm getting a DAC at, for example, $500 a ton, what does that actually mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that's also the, the, the main point that I wanted to make initially is in the absence of a spot market at the moment, it's very difficult to compare. So if you're saying I'm getting $500 for a DAC 
if you really want to be precise, you should look at what, what vintage does it refer to? You know, how far ahead is the projects? And if you want to compare projects with, within each other, you have to go within all those individual criteria to make a fair comparison. And then lastly, I think there is also, you know, the terms of the contract. So for example, people will read some prices in news saying this company has secured, I don't know, $800 per ton or $1,000 per ton for that specific uh, projects or technology. But that's generally very dependent on the volumes that are contracting and some of the terms of the contracts, which can have huge implication and which also makes it more difficult to kind of get a clear picture. So I think comparing those details with each other give actually a fair comparison and, and really you know, ensure that we're comparing apples to apples. You just mentioned the difficulty of getting a clear picture. So what would you say some of the reasons are that it's not that easy to get a clear view on the pricing ecosystem? Yeah. I think one part is since it's a futures market, again, it's very difficult to compare apples to apples because you need that level of details to make a fair comparisons. And I think the next one is also the level of, of transparency is usually difficult to get because those are typically private contracts. So sometimes they're being shared, but sometimes they're not. So And so what we really try to do at CarbonX is through all of our discussion with suppliers, through all of our market data that we collect, is try to bring transparency on that market that's at the moment First of all, illiquid, a future one, and with low transparency, which makes it very difficult to, you know, have benchmarks and, and also have, as I was saying, like one price for one technology or, or like a removable battery. Thank you. What are some things companies can do to get more clarity and more of a transparent view on CDR prices? Yeah, I think first of all, I think engaging early in this market is, is always a, a good thing to do just to, you know, learn, educate and educate themselves, understand the dynamics that are going on. At Carbonix, we're also trying to put all of our data public on our websites, which can be very helpful to kind of get a quick grasp of, of where it stands. We don't disclose any of the suppliers because we're usually, you know, under NDA with them, but it still gives a you know, picture of, of what the market looks like. And then I would say to engage with the ecosystem. I think one thing we've noticed in the ecosystem is that there's a lot of willingness to collaborate, to, you know, spend time. And so with actors like Carbonix, but there's others as well. I think that try to bring more transparency. And I think that's probably something that I would encourage companies to do rather early than, than, than later. Excellent. It's uh, it's part of a huge macro trend that I've been seeing for a long time. And that's I think is exciting where when we start having a common goal, because we all care about the same thing, you get a little bit more collaborative, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and I have to say, I've been working before in more mature industries and here seeing the collaboration willingness from the CDR industry. I've never seen that in other industries. So I think, I think this is really a time that we can, that, you know, that's where, where, where that's the case, whether that's going to remain over time, I don't know, but for sure, I think that's really great to see at least uh, for now. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sebastian. I'm happy to be doing this show with you and Paolo. And for anyone listening, if this is interesting to you or you know anyone else that you think needs to know about this, please help us share the show, share the reports. We're going to be doing these every two weeks. And if you have feedback or ideas, any kind of comments, questions, we would really love if you reach out. And you can do that at contact at carbonx.world. Sebastian, thank you very much, Eli. Thank you. See you soon.